Hey folks, Kian here. Quick heads up before today's episode. Uh, we did record this episode prior to Sony postponing their June 4th PlayStation 5 gameplay reveal, so the back half of the show is going to feel a little less timely and relevant than we thought it would. Um, given the reasons that Sony has delayed the reveal, um, I'd also strongly encourage you to read this episode's description for resources and how you can also support the Black Lives Matter movement and protest racism and police brutality. This shit isn't okay, and we stand firm with the Black Lives Matter movement. Welcome to episode 8 of Figuring It Out with Kian and Nick, a podcast about figuring out just what the PlayStation 5 has in store for us. I'm Kian Rice, and as always, I'm joined by Nick Westworld. That's Mercury. me. That's the show I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get right into it, then. Yeah? Let's not even talk about how we're doing, because the world's a shit yeah, show right yeah. now. More so than usual. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> tell me about Westworld. Westworld's interesting. I mean, season one, I'm trying... Uh, it might be spoilery, but I usually try to stray away from as much spoiler stuff as usual. Uh, but I don't know. Was, was season one was 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 pretty good. I just wrapped that up. What would that have been? I need to quickly open up a calendar, and that's not helping. Sometime <laughs> last week. Uh, what, what 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 week is it? I even? don't even know. I don't even. I barely know that it's Sunday. That's like that's the this is the only thing that grounds my week and knowing that there's a, like a set thing I do every <laughs> every week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed Westworld season one. Uh, the way it wrapped up was pretty good with some good twists and like setting up season two a bit um, in terms of just that there's going to be obviously more to watch. And obviously I'm a whole season behind than everyone else. So uh, I'm just like in this weird spot. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed Westworld season one. Again, I'm like just I'm careful of just not s- saying anything because I know there's actually people out there that haven't seen Westworld and I would recommend like me. Yes, I would recommend that you see it if uh, it caught your interest ever at one point, uh, even if it's a hard show to get into, um, because it took me several tries to get into it, and I finally had a reason and an interest again to do it. So that's that's my season it's, one review nice. with very zero information about the show. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well... Uh, we'll circle back to what I'm watching in a second, but like, what, what have you been up to besides watching Westworld? Uh, s- still on the normal stuff that's uh i've i mentioned most weeks uh still still exercising even though this last week was very shitty in terms of weather uh it was like rainy and also the days it wasn't rainy it was like either it was like 90 ish out but also super humid i'm like i'm just gonna have a stroke if i if i go outside so it's florida weather. yes there were a few a few few days of that uh so i'd stayed inside and didn't do my usual walking and minute of running until my asthma has stopped running uh but i got a few days outside last week which was nice still keeping up with that i've been tracking my progress every day of just like because i have a cool smart scale uh it seems like good things are happening which is good uh compared to at least like in terms of weight and where i weighed like last year uh like holy crap there's progress that's good never expected that for some reason even though I guess if you eat well and exercise, 
you at least see some progress and i'm seeing more than i expected yeah it's wild what a concept what right? a concept i was surprised to learn that <laughs> yeah no it's it's, yeah. it's it's weird once you get stuck in a way of just like at least just speaking from my perspective of just like well this is just like okay i this is the, that was my diet before and that i'll just stay this way i'm and like you become content with it but if you do have like the mindset to just like change you can and that's interesting yeah. and like it was, it was it was it was interesting because i signed up for i think it was noom for like their 14 I have no idea what that their is their 14 day <laughs> trial there's a bunch i get a bunch of youtube ads for them uh which is interesting uh but i signed up for them and i was like okay cool and like the one take there were two takeaways i got from the free trial uh which actually i think like if i was able to afford noom because i saw their price and that they charge all of it up front i was like nope can't do this uh i would be interested in it but like the two things i took away in terms of just like cognitive good behaviors was just weigh yourself every morning and also they they love grapes apparently they're like eat grapes as snacks they're they're better than everything else and they fill you up faster and yada yada yada. i'm like okay i'll just try those two things and then that like snowballed into okay yeah and i'll exercise every day and i won't snack as much as i do or won't like grab so much extra dinner portions or whatever and like just those like small things have slowly made a better impact so that's always cool yeah yeah um no i mean i mean the thing about like sugary foods if that's what you're referring to with like your diet Mm -hmm. because i was the same way if so, like you form a codependency on it because your mind starts to associate that with happy feelings, yeah. especially if you're eating like I was due to like stress and like depression and anxiety, your brain starts to rewire to think that the solution and the reward for those things and getting over those things is sugar. Yep. And so you eat a lot of it and they're addicting to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of build it on. And uh, so once you kind of break out of that cycle, yeah. you kind of are able to quickly snowball from there. Yeah, that's um, that's where I've been. I've also, I, w- I won't say I've given up like drinks like soda or iced tea, but I, I've like the last time I had a soda, which like in all honesty was yesterday, but it was also just because I found one in the back of my fridge. I was like, well, this is gonna go bad soon, so let me just drink it with 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 my dinner. But other than that, like I've just like. You've probably seen this water bottle. Not the people listening. Oh, I can't get Zoom to to to, rec- to recognize it, but Zoom. I can't even see it. But it says Hamronics, my nice Hamronics water bottle. Uh, I mean, I've been drinking water daily, multiple times, uh, as like my drink of choice uh, for yeah. probably over That's a month good. now, and it's been a good shift. Um, just like well, another good thing about that. Sorry, yeah, go another good thing about that is like um, if you're feeling hungry. I think a common tip is to drink a glass of water mm-hmm. and wait five minutes and you might find that that hunger has kind of dissipated I noticed that. because it's, yeah. Um, so like, that's another good thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I, our viewers also can't see and you can barely see it. <laughs> uh, is that I'm, I always drink water while we're recording this podcast. Uh, I feel so. like I've had that exact same drinking glass. It looks like a target. Uh, I doubt it because I bought this at a Euro store in Galway, Ireland. Looks like a glass, <laughs> um, I, a glass so. that I bought from target once. <laughs> It is a pretty basic glass, though. Uh, for for the viewers at home, it's a green glass. It's oh, it's kind green. Of, uh, okay, no, no, no it's, it's rigid. It's it's kind of rigid on the sides, but it's got like a you know a smooth top. Um, it's a very nice one euro glass that I purchased Perfect. in in another country. Um, but yeah, like exercise aside, because I mean I don't really have much to report on the life front. That's basically what I've been doing: running, mm-hmm. trying to do more five mile runs, and then like hoping tonight tonight, which is Sunday, uh, the last day of May, to. Uh, do a like a 10k again i did one last saturday couldn't do it yesterday because i was too busy mm-hmm. but um 
what else have you been up to? Uh, I, any anything aside else? from my normal like gaming and TV, which we'll get into in a minute or so. Uh, well, not the TV. We just we just, we just covered that. my only one thing for TV wise. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just keep playing guitar. It's I have my right under my desk right here is my multi effects guitar pedal I've mentioned in a while and. Which I'm- Yes, it's very nice. Uh, even though I don't toy with it as much as I do, I just use the presets that are built in. These are all good. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I have that under my desk, my guitar right next to me, and I, whenever I'm just like feeling deep demotivated or just like a song comes on Spotify, like I'll just like quickly pop open like a guitar tab website or whatever, and just be like, let me quickly see if I can learn this, and like it could be anything. I forget like I forget what what song it was, but like. I think Justin Bieber came on my, like my shuffle the other day. I was like, "Ooh, this sounds like a fun guitar part. Let me just like play this." And I looked it up. I was like, "Okay, I could do this. Cool, that's fun." And then I put my guitar back down. I was like, "Okay, back to work." <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, I haven't been playing as much guitar this past week. I, you know, we're at the end of May and I haven't released a single song for my EP. Uh, <laughs> so just a quick update there. I just got really frustrated with the vocals, and I also bought a new MacBook, and I've been setting that up, so that's kind of delayed even the first song. So I guess it's going to be like a June, July, August thing now, because I think it's going to be like one song a month. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I mean, I think I learned the opening saxophone uh, part opening saxophone solo to run away with me by carly ray jepson on guitar just by like pulling up ultimate guitar and figuring out the tabs and i think we talked about this in our first episode but like i kept making this one mistake on it and it ended up playing a completely different recognizable song which was the (laughs) opening to the final fantasy 7 theme uh so always fun yeah no i i I do that too uh i think that's like i was listening to welcome home one time i was like i should just learn how to play the intro song because it's just so iconic and so now i can um but but that's awesome yeah do you have Uh, an ultimate uh yeah ultimate guitar pro subscription i did on my android phone but it was only through the android app oh interesting which was really annoying. Uh, I have mine through the like, Android like app. It was basically a one-time purchase. Uh, I did like this one-time purchase thing, but it never applied anywhere That's else. interesting. And yeah, so, like, I, I, I bought mine through the yeah. Android app, but I must have bought it differently, or they must have changed how it works since then. Their Pro yeah. subscription's nice. Like, a, like I like their official tabs and their Guitar Pro stuff. The interactive stuff. It's much yeah. better than just... Um, I mean, the people who upload... ASCII. Yeah, the people who <laughs> upload their ascii tablature like it's a game facts in 2000 uh are actually mostly (laughs) good but like sometimes it's just like i I don't know the strumming pattern here let me just like actually listen to it and i'm like oh okay like that's good yeah yeah no like sometimes sometimes they will actually say like how to strum it even like i I was trying to learn one like similar to what you were saying i was like i was listening to 2005 jesus christ god bless america by the 1975 Mm -hmm. and i was like i really like this sad folksy indie rock style song i want to learn on guitar and like i was found the 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 tablature on ultimate guitar and it was like this is all finger strummed and i was like fuck no No, i'm not finger picking i can't finger pick uh so jk uh but yeah um so that's a bit about your life. I, like I said, I don't really have anything new to report. I got a MacBook. I've kind of got that setup going on. I have AirPod Pros on the way nice. now. I'm currently using my AirPods, but they're kind of dying. So, uh, What kind of keyboard does the MacBook have? Terrible. Is it the good keyboard or the bad uh, keyboard? I, this is the brand new MacBook uh, Pro 13-inch. So I think it has the good keyboard, but I also have this ma- uh, Magic Keyboard and a Magic Mouse. And I don't. And I will say that I think the Magic Keyboard that I have, which I do kind of need for like ergonomics in terms of like my my workstation mm-hmm. setup, is definitely the shittier keyboard. Uh, like I definitely would say, 
if I didn't have to think about my workspace setup, especially someone who just finished physical therapy for, for this kind of stuff, yeah. uh, I would rather be using the actual onboard keyboard yeah. than the one I paid for. Um, Makes sense. But uh, other than that, I've been, uh, I have been one of the lucky ones. I was grandfathered into HBO Max through HBO Go through cable. Awesome. So I have HBO Max for no additional charge, uh, and I've been using HBO Max to watch a show that a friend suggested that I'd like. And for context, we're recording this on Sunday, May 31st. My friend suggested I watch this on Thursday. Gotcha. May 27th, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is important because I'm on season four of seven. That's a uh, lot of it's, any it's show like, to watch in <laughs> four days. That's 40. There's like 40 episodes and I'm almost done with season four. Uh, but basically, you know, it's typical HBO in the sense that it's like 10 episode season. So it's, it, it is pretty short, but uh, it's a comedy about the trials and tribulations of, of the woman of the first woman vice president in America and sort of her goals to become POTUS. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very funny. It's not always the most politically correct show, but I think it it straddles that line well enough for it's not just like so blatantly offensive. It's not like the South Park, like we hate everybody, yeah. like kind of cringe stuff. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. A character named Karen was just introduced in this season who my friend said I would love, and that is correct because Karen is... In fact, a Karen. <laughs> um, she she does seem to be like a caring character, but uh, yeah, I've heard good things uh, about Veep. I did want to, yeah, it, it's very good. Um, I would definitely give it a watch if you're looking for some some funny stuff and just some ridiculous uh, politic comedy, politicking comedy. It's not really like political, but it is like about politics and the po the politicking of being like a politician, and, like the act of being in politics. Uh, but I've been, like I said, watching that through HBO Max, which is, it's had a very rough launch, I think. I think everyone who's kind of been following it would agree because it's confusing who gets it. Mm -hmm. Are you, is it different than HBO Now versus HBO Go? Oh, they have Go. like four subscriptions uh, now, so it's just like, what do you do? <laughs> and, 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 and well, that's the thing is like some people like myself or grandfather automatically get it, but other people don't. So it's like if you have Verizon for cable or AT&T and you have HBO Go through that, yeah. You get HBO Max for free, but if you're on Comcast, you don't. Stuff like that, and it's just like very difficult to keep track of. Um, and then, yeah, even like the naming conventions. Like, I downloaded HBO Max on my Xbox One. Okay. Except it's called HBO Now. So I downloaded the HBO right. Now app, except <laughs> it's HBO Max. Uh, but I also still have the HBO Go app. So it's been a very, like, the fact that we have explainer articles on the internet to explain whether or not you have HBO Max or whether or not you need to subscribe to HBO Max is kind of wild. I have HBO Max. Uh, Sorry, I was just logging into Hulu to see, like, what, what I ended up on because I know I subscribed to HBO, and it says I have HBO Max. So cool. I have HBO Max as well. So... So live, breaking news, Nick has HBO Max. Um, what I like about HBO Max versus HBO Go, because uh, full disclosure, I had this through my family. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, I, I'm lucky that my parents let me use their HBO subscription. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like got the modern streaming service setups and niceties that an app like HBO Go doesn't. You each get your own, like, user profile yeah. in the account. So, you know, I was watching Watchmen on HBO Go when that show came out last year, mm -hmm. one of my faves. Uh, and my dad started watching Watchmen. And he kept complaining that he always had to restart every episode to watch it because I had already watched it. And with HBO Max, you know, my dad has a profile. I have a profile. So I don't get to see my dad 
watching classic Looney Tunes cartoons in between my Veep sessions or what have you. I, I can do all that. And not only that, you know, it's not just HBO. It's it's Warner Brothers as a whole. So, like, you can watch uh, CW shows like Batwoman, mm-hmm. which I started. It's not very good in my opinion. Okay. Um, you can watch uh, Katie Keene, which is like an Archie comics adaptation that's like Sex in the City but with Archie characters, uh, no Riverdale yet. Okay. Yet. Um, but Riverdale could come, you know, you get adult swim shows, Rick and Morty, you get some anime that's been on adult swim, like full metal alchemist. Mm-hmm. One of my all time faves, you know, a lot of movies. So I, uh, you can watch Hobbs and Shaw. I might watch Hobbs and Shaw finally tonight. Uh, still on my list to watch Joker, yeah. etc. So, so there's, you know, there's a lot of the HBO content and more. So it, it's a, it seems like it's off to us a decent start content-wise. I think it's just they kind of fumbled the, the communication, the messaging. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the problem when and they already had two other streaming services that were identical but different to subscribe confusing. to. And it's just like, now they're like, now we have HBO Max. And it's like... And, and they also actually had three services because there was also DC Universe. And all the DC Universe content is apparently going to come over to HBO Max, I believe. And and the fact that I'm saying I believe and and I believe is like because it was conflicting and it's been very confusing. So it's it's a shit show. But uh, it's a cool service and I'm kind of excited to see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, but uh, that's really all I've been watching. I watched the movie Emma last night. Uh, That was good. You know, it's another period piece that's kind of been modernized a bit. Uh, it's a fun movie. Glad I enjoyed it. Uh, watched it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was either that that I was going to watch or Midsummer, and I decided, uh, given the week we've just lived through, that maybe something a bit less uh, intense and visceral mm-hmm. <laughs> might be might be good. So, yeah. Um, Nick, what have you been playing? I have... Anything new? Uh, sort of, but not really. Uh I I'll start with with uh, De- Destiny. That's obviously the the game that keeps me grounded. I guess uh, just keep on playing Destiny. I looked on Steam. Apparently, I played over seventy hours in the last two weeks. So that's a lot of gaming, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've finally that's, passed. No, that's 200. just a lot. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I've finally passed two hundred hours on Steam in total, and I think my character's Jeez. just about at three hundred in total. It's some crazy amount of hours, but I don't know. The season's ending. Uh, Bungie's teasing next season, which I assume. Uh, so the season ends as of when this episode airs. It ends the coming Tuesday. Uh, I can't remember if there's going to be like a weekly break or something like that. But somewhere around there, uh, they're going to be announcing the next season. Probably there is a chance it could be announced by the time this airs. I have no idea. Um, but I'm excited to see what happens next season. They've also said alongside their the season four announcement of year three that we're in they're going to be announcing the year four content at least i got the year numbers i at least i hope i got the year numbers right but whatever you did cool. you did because year two was uh year two was what's it called uh for yeah okay yeah that makes sense yeah ap- apparently they're about to start talking about the next expansion as well so i'm curious to see what that ends up like i'm curious if they're gonna follow the given queen yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see if they're going to follow uh, the same annual pass model, if they're going to like switch things up. I know like the general player base doesn't seem too happy about how seasons played out this year, just because there's a lot of fear, like the whole FOMO feel of just like, well, if I don't get, if I don't start yeah. when the season starts, you're kind of screwed. And I'm like in this spot where as a casual player, I've seen that. I felt that yeah. I kind of have given up on destiny. Kind and of like, I, I don't mind. Two or three weeks. I don't mind that 
the seasonal content is stuff that they remove especially because i know how big this game is and like the more stuff they add the more like harder it is for new players to really just jump in and know what to do because it's like oh there's forges which are like this weird thing that nobody knows of anymore but they're still in the game because they were just there from old seasonal content um and i'm like fine with stuff like coming and going more so than just like uh it's staying there forever unless it's a really cool activity um but the fact that like i'm at the end of the season i'm like so close to actually being able to like get the seal get the thing that says i did everything this season but like i did the math and unless i like play every single day for in a, a crazy amount of time like way more than i'm playing right now i'm not gonna get it i'm just like this sucks i'm like so close i'm just like i'm not gonna get all the things that i wanted to do and like granted like if i was to start the season on the very last day like that would also be the case but like it's just it it's it's one of those things it's like it's hard to find that balance as a player between, oh, I want to do all the cool seasonal activities, and then also I want to, like, do what makes Destiny fun for me, which is, like, all the other stuff that's also in the game. And it's, like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to strike that balance next year. It seems like Bungie is definitely a studio that is transparent in the fact that they're listening and making changes, even if they're not always the right changes, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, and they're they're quick to make that decision go oh well we screwed up we're going to change it again and try and make this right um instead of kind of like sticking to their guns and going no we know best um so i don't know i'm very i'm very curious and from what is like kind of happening in the universe right now like shit's about to go down in season in in season four uh the next expansion is probably lined up to be a really cool thing that's about to happen the universe is probably like the destiny universe is about to get shaken up so I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. So going back to like seasonal passing, I think the issue for me is not even that content goes away. It's that it's impossible to keep up. Mm -hmm. It's like literally you step out for a few weeks and you're completely lost. And I think that's really the bigger issue I have. It's not like the FOMO isn't just that I've missed past content. It's that I've missed past content and now I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, So it really disengages me from having any stake or sense of... um, uh, efficacy in the the world that I'm inhabiting. I'm just kind of going around aimlessly shooting things with no no interest or care anymore for like what's the deal with the 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 darkness mm-hmm. and the red legion and the hive and uh, the guy who runs Gambit. What <laughs> and like what are these dark guardians things yeah. and goth GF Eris Morn? Like I've stopped caring it's, because it's, it's so just hard to keep. Up. I can't yeah. take a break from it without a thousand new things being brought up. And mm-hmm. so I've just kind of been like, okay. I'll I'll be the I'll just be the fairweather player. I haven't finished Shadow Keep still, so maybe year four won't be an instant buy for me. But like, mm-hmm. I'll come back when the after their year four expansion is released, if it's the same format as in the past, and do that, and then kind of bounce out again because yeah. it's just I, unless they make some radical overhauls to to how that FOMO kind of stuff is done. I, I don't feel like I can even keep up with what's happening. Yeah. Like it's gone from what I thought was a healthy balance of like live service MMO adjacent stuff to full blown like Final Fantasy fourteen World of Warcraft. You need to be in it, like you said, every hour of the day to kind of yeah. keep up. I, I, I wish, uh, I, and I don't like yeah. that. I wish in game there was at least an easier way for them to like for th- like a button that's literally hey, just recap the story from whatever point and just like let me know what's up with like tell me about the last like six months of, of like destiny or like just, just yeah. run a cutscene, run all the cutscenes I missed. Like remind me because like I'll log in and like, I know I've played through content and it's just like slipped my mind 
and I'm like, then I'm just stuck on YouTube going, uh, I don't even know what to search to find out what yeah. I want to like learn about this game. Yeah. I just like, I need that like starting point sometimes. And it's just like, it's hard, <laughs> but I still enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, no, I mean like the, the, the gameplay loop is very fun. So, uh, that's kind of, I think why I'm frustrated is that like the fact that I can't play it casually without hating it. Yeah. Uh, because of everything outside of the core loop is just too much. But that's not all you've been playing. I mean, you're always playing Destiny. Like, always. We're, we're just going to rebrand this Nick's Destiny Minute and other games. Yeah. Um, but, like, like, what else have you been playing? I have played one other game in the last week, and I haven't played a lot of it, but I have played just enough of it to go to, to think I like it, and that's Minecraft Dungeons, uh, which I, I think you've played, yeah, Minecraft also Dungeons. played this week. I don't know. I think it's a neat game. I've I like the Diablo style games. I never played a lot of them, but I did have them a long time ago. At least I think it was like Diablo three. Uh, I played a little bit of, but, uh, I don't know. I think it's a fun game. Uh, there's some interesting Minecraft things I feel are missing, like just destruction. I'm just like kind of mm-hmm. mind boggled that you can't just like, Oh, I'm just going to destroy this fence and walk through it. Uh, but also it's like a dungeon crawler type game. So they, there's like definitely like a linear yeah. set path. Um, but like, it feels like, uh, and I mean this in a good way, just like Baby's First Diablo. <laughs> yeah, so I actually kind of want to talk to that specifically because that's kind of the vibe I got. Like Diablo for kids is, is, is how I would talk mm-hmm. about it. But um, and I, So basically, context here is I had a friend, a former co-worker over and a friend uh, over for lunch yesterday and we were playing a bit of Smash Bros. as well. And we were talking about um, Minecraft Dungeons because he's, uh, he's got three kids um, and the oldest is like, the, the two oldest yeah he has three kids <laughs> I was like wait four kids three kids he's got a lot of kids um and uh we were talking about like games that his kids he's playing with his kids because he's a dad and he's got young kids so he can't always be playing and, and he's usually not playing like gears of war or what have you and he only has an xbox and a switch so he's been playing minecraft dungeons with his children mm-hmm. um and uh you know what we were both kind of talking about is that it is like Diablo, but it's Diablo you can play with your kids. But somehow, it is more obtuse and harder to understand what, what you need to do from like a customization and leveling and growth perspective than Diablo. It is a weirdly uh, vague game in terms mm-hmm. of how the systems work. Like It doesn't teach you any of that. To the point where I don't actually know who this is for. It, it is a lot of fun. My friend and I played a bit of co-op Friday night after um, he dealt with like some some friend stuff himself. But uh, we, we enjoyed what we played. But we were also just like, wait, what is? How do I do this thing? Like, yeah. did it explain this? I don't. What What is team level? Oh, there's a recommended power level. How do I know my power level? Yeah. Do enchantments carry? I'm so confused. Um. So like that was my big thing. Um. And, you know, speaking to the Minecraft stuff, like, that's the other kind of thing with this game is it's fun, but I also, yeah, where is the actual sort of Minecraft through line besides, you know, the, the characters yeah. and the, the aesthetics? Um, it doesn't really feel like it takes as much advantage of sort of that Minecraft IP as it could, which isn't a terrible thing, nope. but given that it's otherwise just simple Diablo with lack of tutorialization... I kind of wish they had done something they more, at least more destructive environments. They could have done this with any of Microsoft's IPs. <laughs> Halo Dungeons. Hey, I'd play it. 
I'd play it. I would too. I mean, it'd, it'd just be Halo Spartan Diablo. Assault, but like way more linear <laughs> and weirdly. Uh, well, I, uh, I mean, I don't think. I don't even think it'd be linear. I don't think it's actually fair to say that most dungeon crawlers are linear. I would say this one is, but like Diablo, like some yeah. of those, most of those dungeons are randomly generated and there's lots of exploration. But I could see like a twin stick. Maybe that's what Halo Infinite is. It's a twin stick <laughs> open world dungeon no crawler. No longer first person uh, at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's a fun game. I'm going to keep playing. We're, we're, you know, we're going to keep incorporating it into our. Uh, our weekly co-op sessions my friend and i that's cool and, uh, yeah 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 so. like i said or like you said and like i said I, I just wish they they did a little bit more to make it more minecrafty it's still a great game like it like that i don't think that takes away too much front from it that they didn't fully utilize what minecraft is but i don't know i'm gonna try and play through it i might see if i could yeah. do a whole solo run or something like that within the next uh, couple weeks uh, just just nice. just to get through it as i'm very curious how it is um, especially as like it's it's so, one of like Microsoft's new newer titles. Essentially, just as they're like, hey, now we have a bunch of studios and we're cranking out a bunch of games as we get ready to launch a new console. So, uh, yeah. Um, I had a question. If you, maybe you know, so this game is part of Game Pass, mm-hmm. uh, but it, this game also, unlike a lot of modern Microsoft games, is lacking stuff like Play Anywhere. Uh, so if you're not aware, the PC version, the Xbox versions don't have cross save. There's no cross play. This has been a controversial. I think point. there's cross. But do you know that? I heard you have there to wasn't. invite could, through that the that Xbox guide. Real. It's like not super okay. intuitive. I, I and I'm well, also there's no cross like, save though for sure. Oh, is there no cross save? There's no people. So I was listening to the Giant Bombcast, and basically Jeff Gersman, I think, started a save on his PC, then had to basically start anew on Xbox. And That's people were wondering on that podcast, like whether it was like some weird deal because of the Switch and the PlayStation versions or whatever. Since yeah, yeah, that could be a um, thing. Like yeah, my. My Minecraft's that one Microsoft game that's like always going to come to all platforms. I feel no matter like if it's yeah. Minecraft the base game, yeah. Dungeons, or any other like spinoff. And like I wonder if Minecraft's Auto. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if that might have something to do with the cross save. It's weird that that a first party Microsoft title isn't fully exactly. taking advantage of all the things that they're out there preaching, but also like. In a way, it's kind of fine, but I don't know. It's it's just like it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm pretty um, sure there is crossplay, but I like from the tweets I saw, it's not okay. intuitive or straightforward on just it's how obtuse. to set it up. Uh, like, it's obtuse, I, like the rest of the game. Yeah, I think you have to have someone on Xbox invite you to their session or something like that, okay. or whatever. Um, okay. It's weird. Well, the actual yeah, the actual question I want to ask is, you know, do we know if game pass ultimate owners will get free access to that dlc because even already on the map screen there's like content coming soon that's part of paid dlc packs that have been announced Mm -hmm. so like because like usually i would just kind of take that for granted because you know you get the ultimate benefits for other games Mm -hmm. but given some of this cross save stuff i am actually legitimately wondering yeah i don't know um it's it's interesting because yeah the the xbox game pass ultimate benefits have been different for all Microsoft yeah. first-party games. Forza gave you a discount on the Ultimate Edition upgrade. And I was like, cool, all right, I'll do it. Because, like, hey, I got the game for air quotes free. I'll spend 15 bucks instead of 30 or whatever it was and to just get everything and get the season pass and all that stuff, which, like, I love Forza, and that was a good deal. And then Gears was like, we'll just give it all to you for free. I'm like... Yeah, Gears 5, we got the Ultimate yeah, Edition. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. So. Like... uh and then like Master Chief Collection, you get all the Master stuff. Master Chief you Collection, get ODST, you get everything. You get Reach. 
this like there is no ultimate edition so like yeah it's not super clear i would not be surprised if going into future microsoft announces at least like e3 scale where they're like here's our slate of games which like maybe we'll see in july that they're there or once they get closer to pre-orders and that, that kind of stuff for all their games that there is clear messaging around like yeah. each skew and what skews you get with game pass versus if you don't have game pass. Yeah. Um, and also which skew of game pass you have, because like there's three of them yeah. now, um, which like isn't bad. It's just like, it's confusing and there's no clear cut thing saying that if you subscribe to ultimate, you're going to get more benefits or like more guaranteed bet benefits for Microsoft titles. Like there are like these surprise benefits of just like, Oh yeah, we'll give you access to these things or like certain games will just give you like in-game currency but it's just like it seems like it's doled out at random as opposed to like oh you just know at like with every first party um release with ultimate you're just gonna get the ultimate edition whatever that is um versus if you don't have ultimate you just get the base edition or something it's it's a little it's a little messy but hopefully they figure it out and they message it clearly and all that stuff for sure so speaking of Microsoft, uh, mm-hmm. I've also been playing some games this week. Uh, we talked about Minecraft Dungeons, but I've also been playing Microsoft's premier first-person shooter franchise. Oh, uh, Halo. At least it is You've in my heart. Halo. At least it is in my heart. Uh, I've been playing Perfect Dark. Oh, that's uh, the other Halo. Uh, Perfect Dark HD uh, co-op with a friend through Rare Replay. Uh, man. Oh. Even with the like Call of Duty and Halo control schemes in the HD like re- remake remaster of that game for Xbox Live Arcade, the GoldenEye Perfect Dark school of N64 controls have not aged well. Surprise, surprise, right? Who um, yeah, who would have guessed? Um, it's just also so interesting how different those games are than modern shooters. Um, that aside, like in Perfect Dark, you can fail objectives. Uh, the objectives change with difficulty. So if you play on like the lowest difficulty, you have like two objectives for the level. If you play on the highest, you might have seven or eight, mm-hmm. and you know them all up front, and it's about completing them. Um, and that's just always been very fascinating. And there's a lot more, I'd say, diversity in what you're actually doing in the game uh, than you might see in a modern shooter. And I kind of miss that. And I would kind of love, uh, and maybe as we get closer to the Xbox first party reveal, we can do something like this. Uh, I kind of love a new Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've always wanted... I know Perfect Dark Zero was not great. I liked it more than most people, but it still wasn't very good. Uh, but yeah, I uh, was playing a bit of Perfect Dark, yeah. uh, which is not the only shooter I've been playing, although this the next one is a top-down twin-stick shooter, uh, much like the upcoming Halo Infinite. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heard it here first. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, like I said, I got a MacBook, uh, and as part of that, I decided to you know resubscribe to Apple Arcade for a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I think some cool now that I have a there. bigger screen to play some of those games on. Yeah, uh, now I'm finally going to play Manifold Garden. Uh, but one of the games that popped up as rec- as new slash recommended was a game called Butter Royale. I have not looked this up. I, I saw it on our <laughs> run of show. On but run I did of not show. Look it up yet. This game is so weird. It's it's not very good, but I wanted to kind of give it a shout out because it is such a fascinating thing. It's a twin stick shooter, thirty two person battle royale game. Huh. Uh, it is got this like Splatoon 
adjacent vibe to it not in that like you have like ink or anything but like you're fighting with food and ketchup and stuff and so you're splatting ink not bullets uh it the characters kind of have a splatoonish vibe to them the color scheme feels very splatoony and and the music and audio sounds kind of splatoonish but uh it's just really weird and i i kind of I like that somebody, especially a game studio that's apparently started by a 20-year-old, uh, made a weird Battle Royale game for phones in Apple Arcade. Uh, <laughs> and, like, you can play as, like, a chicken or, like, there's, there's, like, a little girl. And it's, it's like, it's a very different vibe than most Battle Royale games. So I want to give it a quick shout-out. I probably won't put much more time into it. looks really cool. It, but I might check that out. Yeah. It, it doesn't play as well as it looks. I will say yeah. that. <laughs> um, can you play it with a controller on PC? He, Y- yes okay. uh, well all apple arcade games support that stuff to the best of my knowledge so i i would actually say do not play it with anything else because i tried it with the default mouse and keyboard controls and it was bad yeah, I was uh, it curious. felt a lot more natural as a twin stick shooter with a with a gamepad yeah. uh, because you're you know analog the right analog left analog kind of stuff um so yeah uh and then just two other quick things uh haven't started playing this yet but just when I thought I was out of my codicy, Sony comes along and just like hold my beer. Uh, Call of Duty World War II is going to be free on PlayStation Plus starting mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So I will be playing Call of Duty World War II now uh, because I don't have to pay for it. Uh, so I'm sure next week we'll talk a bit more about the last Call of Duty that I will be playing for the foreseeable future. Until the uh, next one comes out. I don't think I'll be buying what's rumored to be Black Ops Cold War. Yep. Uh, but I don't what if think it's I'll free on PS on. Plus on launch day? <laughs> what if they just bring you if in? If somehow like, that happens, then I guess I'll be back in again, and you know I'll be declassified afterwards to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but finally, last but not least, uh, last episode in the episode before, I believe, we talked about a little game called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, and I said I hated it, and I just was so glad to be done with it. And now, as of Friday, uh, as of the Friday that we're, we've, we're recording this, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition has finally been released for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. And holy fucking shit, what happened? <laughs> this game is so much better than Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's still like very convoluted and complex with like too many systems, but it doesn't have that like skeezy loot box stuff. Uh, the art style is so much better. I think it the glow up on the Switch version compared to the the Wii version and the Nintendo 3DS version is is, is impressive. Like mm-hmm. it it already had like a great art direction, but it was fuzzy. It didn't look great. Like the textures were kind of blurry and bland. But now it looks beautiful. It's got kind of like this cell shading adjacent look to it, um, and it's just really pretty. It still plays pretty well. You still got those ridiculous uh, like d-list c-list british actors voicing characters uh anybody who's played super smash brothers ultimate or super smash bros for wii u will recognize shulk's lines i'm really feeling it <laughs> back slash air slash because uh, you do hear those a lot in the game but uh it, it's kind of nice to go back and play it uh because these games are super long i put it on casual mode um so i'm on chapter five and i'm about six hours in i would say if i was playing on standard mode i'd be 20 hours in so i am kind of liking and i don't know if this existed in either of the two previous versions of this game that there's a quicker sort of more casual mode to let you kind of get through it a bit quicker um but i i want to kind of linger on this for a moment is that this game is a definitive like hd glow up of a wii game that came out in like 2011 or 2012 
mm-hmm. that then saw a 3D re-release on the new Nintendo 3DS in 2016. And, and I'm just wondering, like, is it too soon for us to be getting, like, definitive <laughs> remakes of games like this? Like, in all seriousness, like, this is just... I understand that the Wii was considerably less powerful than the 360 or the PS4, PS3. And so that this is really the first time we get like a next gen looking version of the original game, but like for this to be the third release of this title <laughs> in less than a decade is kind of batshit crazy to me. Um, granted, this version does have a new story epilogue thing, and so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, and maybe it ties it more into the other two Xenoblade games. But I just, I don't know, did like Nintendo jump the gun here? Was this literally like, there's a cynical part of me that goes, well, so far this year, we haven't heard much about new big heavy hitters for the Switch. Uh, we know that Breath of the Wild 2 or a new Zelda is coming. We don't know when. We know Metroid Prime 4 is coming. We don't know when, but it's longer than original because they reset development on it. Uh, we now know that Paper Mario is coming, but like, is this just like Nintendo's like, well, we could probably do something with this. Uh, like, like, it's just, I don't know, like, I'm guessing you haven't played this, <laughs> just no. just based on your taste. But like, like, no, what are your no. thoughts on the fact that this game has been released three times in less than a decade? <laughs> I'm trying to think of another game that's also had that same treatment, and I can't think of one. But it's interesting at the very least. Uh, there's 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 probably others uh, that are like this, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting just consi- at least considering the platforms it's come out on. Uh, before at least the Wii, like you said, and the 3DS or the new Nintendo 3DS. The new three because it only was playable on the new right. Nintendo 3DS. Um, and I mean, like 2016 for the 3DS version. That's four years ago. That's a, that's a lot of time, especially considering how slow time passes these days. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I I, I can't think of why they they would have they would have um, done done it now and not saved it yeah. for later but 2021 even when it's literally been 10 years even yep. yeah yeah it's yeah. uh it's interesting yeah i also but, have uh, no idea no. what xenoblade Chron- chronicles is at all just because it's not my kind of game but yeah it's a it's a japanese rpg that was critically acclaimed on its original wii release as like the first good jrpg of that generation including mm-hmm. ps3 and 360 games uh Whereas Final Fantasy XIII was like a straight line hallway game, Xenoblade Chronicles on the least powerful console of the generation gave you this vast open world to explore mm-hmm. and climb and navigate, and it got a lot of acclaim for that. And it has these like relationship systems where your affinity towards other characters improves your your like synchronization with them in combat, and like it was like a hardcore rpg that you could play with a fucking wii remote and so it got a lot of critical acclaim but again it's just it's less than 10 years old yeah interesting and also nintendo originally wasn't going to release it in america it took a campaign on the internet for them to do it and even then i think this is maybe the most famous thing about the original wii version is that operation rainfall which was like this request for nintendo to release three wii games in the u.s xenoblade the last story and uh pandora's tower uh all three of those came out as a result of that nintendo only published xenoblade chronicles and it was a gamestop exclusive uh but another company published the other two in the u.s using the european uh releases as a base uh 
But yeah, I don't know. It's just, again, I can't wrap my head around this game having three re-releases, especially considering Nintendo didn't want to fucking release it in this country to begin with. Nintendo is a weird company when it comes such, to such, everything. Such uh, they're they're great, yeah. but they're, they have some weird choices. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so... Let's talk about video picks of the week. Yes, yeah, so there is no um, video pick this week uh, because yeah. the world sucks. Uh, this week sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to say, uh, go out there, donate, protest, petition, whatever you could do against police br- brutality. Uh, support George George Floyd and his family and the thousands of other people of color who are murdered every year by authorities. Uh, fight against race. Ra- uh, fight against racism in our country and our entire planet because everything going on sucks and everyone needs to do better. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is yeah, my I'm video just, pick of the week. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a tough week. And I mean, we had talked, you kind of were just like, I don't know if I can, can do when I just said like, like don't, yeah. um, I, I will just say before, when we come back from the break, we will have a song pick of the week. I think people process these things differently. Um, and people react differently. I think the most important thing, like Nick said is, to do something about it by doing nothing you are complicit mm-hmm. is kind of my take um doing something can be you know safely protesting and when i say safely i don't mean peaceful protest i mean you know putting a fucking mask on you know doing what you got to do but keeping your distance um yeah. while doing so it can be being vocal as fuck about it on social media mm-hmm. it can be none of that it can be quieter it can be you know and this is what i've done just like donating money to charities mm-hmm. like black lives matter um, you know, and, and movements to help support the cause. Um, we had talked a couple weeks back about Battlefield Hardline and how going into that, my my fear was that we'd be glorifying the police and how I thought that game didn't even do that. It just was a dumb police game. But, um, like, the reality is that, like, I, I don't want to get too political here, but, like, the the police state we have in this country is is terrible it Mm -hmm. is it is well one good police officer does not account for a hundred good police officers especially if he knows that those hundred he or if they know that one that one of those that those hundred police officers Mm -hmm. or let's flip this around if those hundred police officers knew that that one police officer was corrupt or crooked or had this kind of uh, side to them and did nothing they are complicit and therefore yep. they are not good police officers um and we need to do something more about it we we go through this every few months and the fact that it's becoming normalized is is just really mm-hmm. a, a sign of of how shitty and fucked up things are yep. so um again you know just just do what you can um you know we are basically we're both white dudes we're basically complicit by nature of that mm-hmm. um we can only just use our voices to prop up uh, voices of yep. you know of people of color in this country being more directly impacted. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and also, I really like that you kind of took this segment to just talk about this yeah. instead of a video. And also um, don't, don't let it stop just because it's trending today and might not be trending tomorrow. Like this yeah. is not a yeah. trend. This is a real thing that happens every day. It's not, not to people like Ian or, or, or myself, but hundreds of millions of people out there and it's, yeah. it needs to end. I mean, let's look at it this. sucks. And it, yeah. it, it shouldn't exist to be to to be to begin with and we just we we all need to do better as yeah. people yeah and just don't even look through the, at this through the brutality lens like if if nick or i got caught with marijuana we get like a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. fine if if a person of color got caught with marijuana even a place where it's probably decriminalized they'd probably be cuffed they'd probably there'd probably be questions sort of interrogating what other drugs are they doing etc cetera, etc cetera. um there's, there's a lot of privilege that we have 
that a lot of people in this country don't. And, um, you know, all we can really do is, is mm -hmm. what we're able to do here is kind of signal boosting that, you know, supporting these things and, and talking yep. about it. Um, so there are yeah. a lot of ways that you could act and doing at least one of them is the yep. bare minimum. So just, just yep. speak up, protest, petition, donate, whatever it is. Um, yep. and I think we'll try and we'll, we'll drop some links yep. in the episode description this week for where you can donate and support, um, yeah, I so also have I put up two on my my Twitter, not to signal boost my Twitter for the sake of it, but like I have some links up there. I'm retweeting a bunch of stuff. Everyone's retweeting a lot of things on how you could help. Uh, so, like Ian said, once uh, signal boost that stuff and also act on it if you have the resources or ability to. However, yeah. you can. And, and the, like, I mean, again, it's someone who's like still trying to figure out the job situation like i i'll admit i didn't get to donate as much as i wanted but mm -hmm. i but i did and, and just even that act shows that you're you care and you support yep. so just do what you can um but but that aside we are gonna we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna we're gonna kinda do a hard left turn back into something a bit more typical for us and yes. we're gonna talk about the uh playstation 5 reveal our predictions and hopes which by the time you're hearing this will have probably mm -hmm. just happened if not happening later today yep. um <laughs> so yeah uh we'll be right back all right we're back uh so after sort of talking about what we've been up to the past week and sort of the state of the world uh we thought we'd kind of talk about um, our predictions and hopes for the upcoming, well, maybe past uh, or maybe parallel uh, reveal of the PlayStation 5 happening today as this episode is released on June 4th, 2020. Um, mm -hmm. Nick, have you read sort of the official statement from Jim Ryan about the uh, PlayStation 5 reveal and what, what's going to happen? I've seen it quoted. I haven't read it in okay. full, but uh, I do have it up right now, so I guess I can read it in full if I wanted to. But I've, I've, I've seen the, the cliff notes on various tech blogs and whatnot. Yeah, so it seems uh, like the general gist is basically this is going to be focused on next-gen gameplay, uh, which is mm -hmm. maybe a different pitch than Microsoft was giving. Uh, and I feel like we might not see pricing and hardware, but I hope we at least see hardware. Uh, so we thought, you know, we talk about our predictions and hopes kind of given this and, uh, yeah, um, just something a little lighthearted and fluffy to kind of <laughs> get yes. us through the next week. So I think, first of all, I think we kind of need to, to make it abundantly clear if it wasn't already that I, at least this past generation have been far more of a PlayStation gamer than an Xbox gamer. And I would say... The, tr the reverse has always been true for you? Is that a fair statement? Yes, you? I have always been more of an Xbox gamer than I have been a PlayStation gamer. Uh, just probably out of sheer, just like I've invested a lot more on my Xbox account than I have on PlayStation, so it's just, it's just harder for me to ever really make that full transition. Uh, it was like, even when Xbox One had its abysmal launch and announcement, TV, as we all know, TV, 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 TV. TV I was just like, I'm going to stick with Xbox because I, I like their first party games. Uh, not that they've had a they had a great slate to launch with, but I've just always been passionate about those. I've invested so much on their hardware and their ecosystem anyway, so I just never really made this move over to PlayStation. Yeah. The only thing that got me a PlayStation was the fact that I was working on two PlayStation games, games. at the time. And I was like, well, I want to play them at home, so let me go buy a PlayStation finally, which I did. Um, and what were those games I, just for the audience? 
uh, Amplitude for the PS3 and PS4 and Harmonix Music VR uh, for the PSVR launch title. Uh, I mean, I guess I could also count Rock Band 4, but I didn't buy PlayStation yeah. 4 for Rock Band. And Audica. So awesome. My Rock Band library is, only on, is all on Xbox. All my yeah, songs, same. all my DLC. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm going to be going into this. Not Actually, I'm not super familiar with all the big PlayStation IP and games that have like actually been not- like noteworthy this last generation because I, I also still haven't played God of War and Spider-Man or Horizon Zero Dawn or any of that stuff like that's just yeah. or even The Last of Us I haven't played yet all those are games on my list I want to play and uh, I will I, play eventually and I want to make the time for especially since we're all home now I, I would just say outside. I would just say before but, you go on too far I would maybe not play The Last of Us or The Last of Us 2 in the current world state <laughs> given that is a okay. game about a virus that can forces us into lockdown and has zombies and stuff it just feels maybe a bit too prescient uh but but yeah no um that's a fair and so we'll be coming at this i think is at very different angles me kind of the the passionate playstation 4 fan and you kind of the you know i'm curious to see what happens but uh i'm kind of the reverse of you specifically yeah uh go ahead go ahead I was going to say, I'm going to be coming at this much more high level than specifics, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say that I'm also like the reverse of you with harmonics, where it's like I basically bought an Xbox One for Rock Band. Mm-hmm. Because my Just Xbox Just in the hopes li- and dreams that there would be a Rock Band coming at any point. <laughs> no, not even. Like, I think like the oh. reality is I bought my Xbox One after Rock Band 4 had been announced, but before I started at harmonics. or. No, I I bought it for Fantasia. Actually, that's right. I bought it for another harmonics game. Basically, um, just that's just my prediction for the PlayStation Five reveal is Disney's Fantasia Two. <laughs> but it's made by a different company. <laughs> it's made yeah. by by who knows what. Um, but yeah, um, let's let's start with predictions. Uh, Nick, you're you're very high level, so I think let's let's start with you, and then I can go into some like specific things I'm hoping to see, and maybe we'll yeah. see some crossover here. I'll go with my super high-level, broad, and obvious prediction, which is Sony's going to go as all out as they can. They're going to show some amazing technical show, key, show, show pieces and show this console as a powerhouse. Um, they're they're going to take everything that Microsoft could have done with their first uh, third-party reveal and turn the dial up to 11, if not 12. Um, I, I see them doing that. Their position, this is like, this should feel like... Th- the, next gen the game reveal portion this, this should feel like the game reveal portion of of E3. their e3 press conference even though they've pulled out of e3 this year and they're doing a press conference around the same time as e3 i guess uh which is just weird anyways but uh yeah i think they're gonna go all out i think this is going to be a big show from sony we're gonna see some ip which i think you'll go into that playstation fans really love stuff that'll be out this fall and probably one or two things that are going to be out super far from now like a 2021 or 2022 like tease just like here's like i i sort of don't expect like a spider-man game to be out so soon after the last one came out but maybe it is i'm like they'll probably just show the name of spider-man 2 and be like 2021 can't wait like it's gonna be cool um but that's kind of kind of where i'm at i mean like in terms of games like i've always liked little big planet i would like to see another little big planet I don't like the last time they did anything in with with that universe slash IP slash game has been four really years forever ago. Four has years. Been four 2016 years? was, was Little Big Planet three, and Media Molecule didn't make it. Interesting. They were working on Dreams. 
Gotcha. The who who was out? helping us? Who was the developer we announced with Rock Band for PC? Because they were the ones who made Little Big Planet three. Uh, Fact good checking. question. <laughs> Fact checking. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if I could pull up any of this information for. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but but Little Big Planet three wasn't made by Sumo Media Digital. Mall. Yeah, Sumo Digital made Little Big Planet three. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Little Big Planet. That, that's a good one. Uh, you that, know, Dreams has just come out, prediction. so I, I don't think we'd see Media Molecule making LBP mm-hmm. for, but I think maybe Sumo could be making it, and it would be an interesting continuation of that. Um, what else you got? Yes. The only other thing I have that is really of note is Knack. <laughs> I want a new Knack game. Knack three. I just I, they they need to lean into Knack. There needs to be another Knack. I think. Given the power that the PlayStation Five has, uh, both of what they've talked about it and like all the like various reports out there, Knack, I mean, was supposed to be like a technical like look at all these things on screen, look at this character. Mark Cerny was the lead could, on Knack. I think they could do something cool with 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 a new Knack game just to show off like technical. I wouldn't rule out Knack Three. Like I wouldn't rule it out. I, I honestly out. wouldn't. I would, Mark Cerny's I, I would. too far involved in the PlayStation uh, Five for Knack Three not to happen. <laughs> I, I would totally hope to see yeah. a new Knack game. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that, is that really it for your predictions? Those are my predictions. I mean, I'd, I'll predict that Spider-Man 2 will show yeah. up somehow. Gotcha. I, I, I don't know how. I don't even think it'll be out so soon. If, if anything, it's a picture of Spider-Man, the logo, in a year, if that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. There it is, up on screen. So uh, Unless Insomniac has something else they're working on as well, but mm-hmm. who knows. I I I actually kind of realized I didn't really fully update my runner show, but I I have some some thoughts about about Insomniac specifically. Um, cool. Yeah. So I also want to kind of say that I didn't put all my predictions in the runner show either, as some of the hopes and some of the predictions. So I think we'll see a revelation. We'll see two game first party titles uh, revealed, and that they'll probably be launch window, if not like day and date, for the PlayStation Five. Um, these are heavily rumored, so that's kind of why I'm confident in them. I think the first one is Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Uh, I haven't played the first Horizon Zero Dawn either. Honestly, might pick it up soon because that's really the only PS4 exclusive I haven't played that I should. Uh, I'm not going to be playing Last of Us 2 for a bit because, like, all joking aside, I'm really not... So I, this is kind of... It's weird that I heard this on a podcast this recently, and it was such a similar circumstance. Uh on the most recent episode, the Giant Beast cast, Alex Navarro was talking about how, like, the first Last of Us came out right after the death of Ryan Davis. Uh, and for people who know me, uh, my cousin died around the same time. Uh, so The Last mm-hmm. of Us also came out in a very bleak moment for me. Uh, and again, Alex Navarro said this, and I also felt this way. Uh, the Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 are literally games that take place after an epidemic has destroyed America. Mm-hmm. and we're in lockdowns and we're living in the post-apocalypse and it just given how like grim those stories are even setting aside the zombie apocalypse portion of it like it, it just doesn't feel for me like a good thing to be playing i'm excited for it but i won't be playing anytime soon so i'll probably be playing the first horizon zero dawn very soon before ghost of tsushima comes out because that's the last ps exclusive for this generation it seems like um but i think horizon zero dawn 2 it's been almost three it will have been almost four years by the time the ps5 launches horizon zero dawn came out like a month before breath of the wild so 2017 because mm-hmm. i know those games got compared a lot um 
So I, I would expect that. I, I mean, I don't know what to expect from it, but I expect it. And I expect it maybe not day and date, though it could be a day one launch, because I know Killzone, which was also a guerrilla game, had a, a day one kind of terrible PS4 launch title that I think killed that franchise. Because <laughs> uh, Killzone 2 <laughs> and 3 did a lot of heavy lifting to recover from sort of the just like, eh, it's okay, Killzone 1. Um, second, I don't think this is going to be a new game. But I think this is a long-rumored remaster that... Uh... Okay, I'm going to need your help here, Nick. What is the co- Korean company that owns uh, PUBG Corp? Uh... It's Blue something. Blue... This is important. I know for... it, too. It's on tip my tongue. Uh, blue hole? No. That I think that, but it's that or it's it's different. Blue something because this is the issue with what I'm about to say is I don't know. Punchy talk- Soul is a blue hole company. Okay, so that okay. might be it. Yes, that it's blue hole. It's blue hole. Then. Okay, so there's another blue company located in Texas. It's called Blue Point. Um, they've most they've just done remasters pretty much exclusively. So they did like, mm-hmm. th- but they've done really good, really high quality remasters. So they did like. The Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and Peace Walker collections for 360 and PS4 uh, with Konami, and those were, like, really well done. Uh, they've, I think, done some other ones with other big companies. I can't really name some, but I think the biggest title they've done to date was the PlayStation 4 remaster of Shadow... Well, they did the PS3 remasters of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, and then they did the PS4, uh, I guess, remake master, remaster remake of Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. which was their first time taking a game and not and just upgrading all the art and visuals. So the PS3 version of that was the PS2 graphics, but in 1080, this was a literal full graphical overhaul but the exact same game pretty much otherwise but some like ui changes um it's long been they've been saying for a while that they've been working on an even bigger project uh but it seems to still be a remaster and the rumor has been that they are remastering a little game called demon souls uh which was a playstation 3 exclusive that sony published Mm -hmm. in japan but not in europe and north america because they didn't think it would much like nintendo and xenoblade they didn't really think it would do well in america um but obviously, history has kind of proven them wrong. <laughs> uh, Dark mm-hmm. Souls has spawned a genre of itself. So the, it's been rumored for a while that Blue Point has been doing a Dark Souls remaster for the PlayStation 5. And I think that will come true. And I think we'll see that as like a, a launch title. And that will be like, it's not a new game, but it's, you know, all these games you love. Bloodborne, the PS4 masterpiece, one of the best games of the decade. Dark Souls. Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, the upcoming George R.R. Martin involved Elden Ring, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. This is what started all of that. And now you get to see it in 4K, native 4K, 60 frames a second, no loading times, you know, ray tracing galore. Because that's a game that also made far more use of light than the subsequent games. Because it was, you know, Mm -hmm. if you turned your light on, enemies might see you versus not. Um, I could see that being a launch title um, for the PlayStation 5 and, and that being announced on uh, today, yeah. I guess. Um, you, 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 you mentioned a, an interesting point, which has been a thing that's been echoed between Xbox and Sony a lot this generation, which is the no load times uh, thing. And I think we'll probably see a lot of remasters on both sides from, from, from both both companies that are like, remember this, this game? Like, I don't know, like let's just use Mass Effect as an example that took forever to load. Uh, here's the remaster where it, everything loads instantly. Like, I the think elevators like that. All like, the conversations are gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think we're going to see yeah. some interesting remasters or remakes of some classic, yeah. at least classic at this point, uh, IP and games. They're just like, here's why next gen is better to like use those as like things, you know, and being able to show how things have improved on this generation of consoles. Yeah. Um, and finally, I think my predictions, um, I have two predictions actually. So before I get into my last one, I, I think we're going to see mm-hmm. call of duty. I actually think that that that's where we'll see the revelation oh, yeah. of Call I of Duty we'll Black Ops called Cold War as it's being rumored cuz obviously mm-hmm. in the 360 generation Microsoft and Activision were buddy buddy but as PS4 sales eclipsed the Xbox a thousand times over or what have you that's an exaggeration mm-hmm. um, they became buddy buddy with Sony I would I feel like the timing lends itself well based on the teasing that's been happening for that to be revealed at the PlayStation 5 event. Obviously, it's probably going to be a cross-gen game, but they're probably going to lean in on Sony's end being like, the definitive version is the PlayStation 5 version. Look at all this shit that happens in the PS5 version of the game that you don't see on yeah. PS4. Your dog will swim with you. Those fish will move wonderfully. Hopefully, it won't be a ghost <laughs> Call of Duty ghost-style thing. Um, but my last one, which I did have written down and kind of coincides with what you're saying, is I think we will get teases of yeah 2021 2022 releases for spider-man 2 and god of war 2 i think it won't just be a title card i think we'll see like a teaser cinematic that you know if you haven't played and finished the first games will probably like be slight spoilers because both of those games set up sequels spider-man you're saying i need to play spider-man 2 and god of or spider-man 1 yes because by uh, next thursday you also need to watch all of the the credits for spider-man because it has post-credit scenes that set up the sequels uh but i but i feel like we'll see like teases for those um because those were obviously the two biggest selling first party games sony's ever made um Mm -hmm. and i think they want to capitalize that on that and also sony santa monica has been hiring roles in marketing etc so there's all that um but yeah those are like my like concrete predictions uh that i think are like exciting i I mean i still feel like we might see some ea sports stuff or some like ubisoft stuff but like i'd hoof no offense to those companies or anything, but like that's just kind of like business as usual <laughs> with these reveals. Uh, so, and, and Call of mm-hmm. Duty to a degree, but um, yeah, those are kind of like my predictions of what I definitely feel like we'll we'll see. Um, and I think going back to the load times, Horizon Zero Dawn being an open world game, I feel like that's a great way to pitch that for a sequel. Is like there's literally no loading when you go from like the mountains to the undergrounds or whatever because it's so yeah. seamless. Um, I'm very curious, just just back on the no load times, how design and and visual wise, if there will be any fun things that developers will do now when it's like, oh, we're gonna fast travel from one end of the end end of the map to the other, and that that kind of stuff. I like I like I can imagine the GTA Five of like when you pull out of a character and you go across the map and you land. Like there's always that weird like awkward. It's like I'm floating in the sky yeah. waiting for the game to load all these textures and stuff. Uh, like cool things like that but are they're just like so much more seamless of just like i think that that'll be some really cool stuff that i'll start to see on next gen at least in the fast travel technology lane <laughs> well well it's funny you bring that up before i segue us into our hopes because i think that was when they showed the spider-man demo for that initial wired reveal it seems like that actually kind of lost some of spider-man's charm because if you used fast travel in spider-man which there's a trophy that rewards you for doing it 10 times uh hmm. The nice thing about fast travel in that game is, and I only used it for the trophy, and because someone said it was it was worth doing a few times, is that like you just get to see Peter Parker in his Spider-Man outfit, like hanging out on the subway, 
and you kind of lose stuff like that. Uh, Spider-Man's yeah. a game where you, the, the traversal is the most enjoyable part, so I never wanted to fast travel anyways. But, like, if you played Spider-Man, the, the original on PS5, like, those load screens would be so fast, you, like, blink and you miss it. But uh, I am I am very yep. excited to kind of see how fast travel technology evolves. Uh, you know, how, how will the Elder Scrolls 6, you know, incorporate fast travel now? Um, but, yeah, let's talk about our hopes um, of kind of what we hope we'll see, but we're <laughs> not really confident we will see. I yeah I'll start and I like I think this is what a lot of people want to see but I don't think we're gonna get out of this event. And I originally had this in my predictions like. until yeah, I read the I, article. I think yeah I uh, people want to know what the console looks like. They want to know what it's priced at. Um, that's like my number one hope is just like maybe they one more thing this at the end and they're just like. All right, you've seen all these games. Here's PlayStation Five. Here's the console. Here's the whatever weird shape it looks like because we're in the generation of weird console shapes. <laughs> With Microsoft's fridge, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. curious. Maybe the PS Five is a toaster or something like that. I'm very curious what cool shape they're going to. It's, a, it's actually a watch. You put it on your wrist. <laughs> I'd be so down for that. Uh, Still hook yeah, it up no, to a TV, I, but yeah. I I hope we get more. If, if we don't see the console, I hope we get a little bit more insight on, like, the brand direction they're going with how... Because, like, you could see it a little bit in the controller that they revealed, but, like, just, like, some more, like, okay, this is, like, what they're doing. Like, you could see Xbox is, like, making their shift to, like, away from green to black in their, like, branding. Uh, like, I want to I know if, like, Sony is just going to... If it's still just going to be, like, a plain old Sony blue box and ps5 yeah. at the top and like maybe that'll lead into like later down the line when they reveal the console for all the branding to come together and be like oh yeah of course it looks like yeah. this but i don't know i'm i'm very i'm very curious i want to know what it looks like i want to know what it's priced at yeah i want to know what the xbox is priced at too but i mean i think that's uh, the one thing i just want that, to save my money <laughs> yeah i think so i feel like we're more likely i almost still wanted to put the actual prediction of saying we'll see what it looks like i i feel like that one is not unreasonable i think the pricing i think sony wants to wait for microsoft because look yeah. like last the, generation the, the, the rumor was that microsoft that sony basically like dropped a hundred dollars immediately when they heard the xbox one x and then they're like well we can take the loss here but when we also then add in this snarky video of used game sharing uh we can Instant really win. <laughs> win and then make up for that immediately um so yeah i feel yeah. like we could still see the hardware because we've if seen the we controller. see it if we see the hardware, it's either going to be at the top of the show, right after the first game that they show, is, or, in or we're going to see it. Yeah, or we're going to see it at the very end. Yeah, like as a one Apple style, one more thing. They're going to like wheel it out on stage on a Mark Cerny, some something. Mark Cerny's yeah, just sitting there, and his, the his ASMR voice. He's like, "Oh, and uh, one more thing. Uh, here it is. Here's here's the hardware you'll be playing on. Yes. Here's what you'll be playing Mac uh, three on." <laughs> <laughs> The other hope I have is, and I, I think this is the right showcase where they could potentially do this, is talk about how PlayStation players can potentially get these games through PS Now, but as PS Now turning into their Game Pass slash xCloud service. Like, what's Sony's subscription service? Whether it's streaming, whether it's not. Like, I'm curious if they're going to do anything like this or if they're just going to straight up keep selling their games for 60 bucks and not so this is this is one where i think there's a lot of fine 
there's a lot of granularity we could get into here. Uh, so recently there was actually a conversation. I think GameIndustries.biz was talking about this with uh, the Jim Ryan, who's kind of like the head of PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, I think this will happen. They might even allude to plans for it to happen, but I don't think they'll be saying this at launch. And the reason is, and the reason that PlayStation now has taken so long to even get to where it is, where they have, like, some first-party games on PS4 downloadable like Game Pass, because that is a thing that does exist in a very limited capability, is that, and and you'll know from our days working at Harmonix and sort of the uh, disparity between DLC offerings by region, uh, Sony has had regional uh, directives and offices, and they've basically been their own autonomous units, and they've been working to make them one unit, and that has actually held yeah. up PlayStation Now. That's been basically publicly said, that PlayStation mm-hmm. Now and their ability to do stuff like this has been... There's been a lot of advantages to sort of how they play to their markets and what works in those markets and the demographics there. But what has actually hurt them is being able to do things that Microsoft has been doing, like services, because they can't get all these different regions on the same page to offer the same services and have the same set of standards. So I think it'll be a ways out. I think Sony's going to address that this is the thing they'll be doing, but I don't think we'll mm-hmm. see a ton of tangible stuff because it still sounds like they're they're getting that shit together and i think it'll happen soon but i don't think we'll hear about it on thursday necessarily interesting um all right that's kind of how i'm reading the tea leaves there um but those are those are like really good hopes i think for me price point is is definitely important for both systems as well like because i'm i i think i'll probably i mean again really it depends on the work situation (laughs) come come launch all right (laughs) As well as availability, because I can't even find an Xbox Elite controller right now. They're out of stock everywhere. Series two, yeah, uh, that in Ring Fit Adventure still. <laughs> um, but like, One day. for me, the biggest hopes are the games, and I think Sony has always done a better job in their game showcases, revealing games that make me, in some cases, literally cry. That was the PlayStation Four E three because Kingdom Hearts three <laughs> was revealed <laughs> to the world, and I was like. I can I can be happy. Uh, I have something to look forward to. Um, so I think software is really what's going to make a big difference here. Um, and so I have some wild hopes. Uh, some of them are less wild than others, um, but but yeah, mine are all kind of game focused more than anything. Because I think mm-hmm. I think your hopes are like things that we know we're going to have conversations around. At least I just for me being more of a PlayStation player than you are. Like I, I already kind of know that there have been conversations and interviews around PlayStation now that kind of allude to we're aware we're lagging behind Microsoft because they only have 3 yeah. million subscribers. But of those 3 million, it's like 2 million have signed up in the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. So they are making progress and they know, but they know they won't get to that Microsoft stage until they fully... Unifying three completely different organizations into one on the scale of Sony's <laughs> yep. is a five-plus-year process. So I'm not surprised that they're only just getting to the end of that now. Um, so let's talk about the games I hope we'll, we'll see. Um, I did include all of them here because I, I did think of like one or two more. Um, and I guess one of them was not even a full game thing. Uh, first of all, I think I hope we'll see the Resident Evil 8 reveal. This has been rumored as a cross-gen game for a while now. Uh that it started as like a Resident Evil Revelations 3, it, that, which is like a spin-off series that's more experimental. But uh, the working rumor title is Resident Evil 8 Village, with the uh, branding being that V-I-L in Village are the 8. 
Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I could see something like that being revealed because I think Resident Evil 7 was shown off at the PlayStation 4 E3 press conference and that showed PSVR support for it. Um, which is my second hope is that we see the future of PlayStation VR and whether we get a yeah a upgraded PSVR 2. Maybe it's not a launch leap, but maybe they say like, look, your current PSVR will work with PS5 and here's PSVR 2 and it's more like a Quest. It's not a standalone unit, but it's wireless and you know it benefits from the power of a PS5 that the Quest doesn't. So it kind of almost acts as like an in-between the Quest and in-between the like PC VR realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, you know, we'll have games to talk about for that. So that's kind of one thing. Um, any thoughts there as someone who's worked on a few PSVR titles? It would be nice to see a new PSVR. I mean, the, the, the PSVR is definitely like, in terms of tech, I think lagging behind in terms of where the other headsets are at these days, especially using those move controllers. Uh, those are fun. PlayStation uh, 3 response to Wii is now the control <laughs> input for PlayStation 4's VR. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, I mean, like, at a high level, it's a great VR headset. And I know a lot of people, including my, myself, who, who have one, go, yeah, no, this is this is, this, this is my VR fix. It's great. And there are a lot of good games also available on PSVR. I'm curious if, if to see... I'm curious to see if Sony ends up going more in on psvr which i think they are uh but who knows yeah. <laughs> uh it'd be nice it'd be nice because there's there's definitely more cool things happening in the vr space these days that could be cool for console gamers that are just not they're just not able to do yet yeah all right so i've got i got two two more games i want to talk about one of them isn't written down uh so let me paint you a picture here we de- we see this reveal of Demon Souls remastered, and then it doesn't it doesn't come back immediately to a talking head. It, it actually fades to black, and then there's a black screen, and suddenly blood starts pouring on the screen, <laughs> and suddenly it teases Bloodborne two. That is my my hope is that Bloodborne two is teased as a PlayStation five exclusive that will come again. You know who who knows when. Whenever FromSoft is done with their other game that's already been announced elden ring uh <laughs> they, they, they tease that bloodborne 2 is finally happening and you know we're returning to the hunter's nightmare and i can be like just absolutely terrified and happy at the same time uh so so that's one more prediction i have um again nick, nick we got to get you playing bloodborne on your ps4 uh still haven't played i think i bought it for renzo years ago in our hashtag renzo minute even though we've already talked about god (laughs) of war and not brought it up Uh, i don't know if he even played it but like everyone should play bloodborne it should literally be a requirement um of all humans all right i'll I'll add that to my playstation backlog (laughs) it's available on playstation now you can stream it to your pc or you can download it to your ps4 and play it locally with playstation now just 15 dollars a month (laughs) i'll do it Sony sponsor us. Um, my my wild hope, and that I didn't write down here because I thought of it as I was walking in here, is much like the PlayStation Four reveal, we get a double whammy of Square Enix uh, reveals. These aren't PlayStation Five exclusives, but we get the revelation of Final Fantasy Sixteen and Near Automata Two. Um, so the, with the PS4, they did Final Fantasy 15 and they did uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I think it's too soon to say Kingdom Hearts 4. We, 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 it sounds like Kingdom Hearts 4 will not be a 13-year endeavor. Uh, it'll be like a 2 or 3 mm-hmm. one, but I don't think we'll hear from it just yet because Kingdom Hearts 3 just had its 
really stupid bad DLC expansion earlier this year, uh, and there's a mobile game that was supposed to come out this past month uh, that didn't. Um, but I could see them being like, maybe not even Final Fantasy 16. Maybe they even say Final Fantasy 7 2 or Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2 or some. I, I basically see Near Automata 2 being revealed as well as a Final Fantasy game for next gen. Um, that's kind of really, I guess, the higher level hope. Um, mm-hmm. And if that happened, I'd be very excited over the Final Fantasy stuff, um, even if I'm worried about where Final Fantasy 7 goes from here. Uh, but, you know, Near Automata 2, um, I think a lot of people have a lot of affection for that first game. I liked it a lot, but I wasn't as high on it as everyone else. And there's been a remake of the original Near that's announced to be coming out this year for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So, like, I, I could see Near Automata 2 being revealed soon. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it. And then my last hope... And this one's wild. Uh, this one's wild, but it was an early rumor about the PlayStation 5 that I just really want to be true. Is full backwards compatibility. Now, I don't just mean with the PlayStation 4, because even that seems like it might not be guaranteed, even though it will be mandated for all future PS4 games that they work on PS5. I mean the PlayStation. I mean yep. the PlayStation 2. I mean the PlayStation 3. I mean the PS4. And if it's software emulation, that's fine. I just want to be able to, when my parents ship me some of my old stuff since they're trying to move houses, uh, I want them to be able to ship me uh, that one PS2 game I have in a box somewhere, dot .hack, I think. I'm going to pop it in, and I just want to be able to play it. I, have, I want to be right. able to play Mark Echo's Getting Up on my PlayStation 5. I want to be able to play my copy of Need for Speed Underground 2 and NBA Street 3 on my PlayStation 5. Uh, I want to play, I want to be able to go out to the store, I want to be able to buy a copy of like some random ass PlayStation 1 game and I want to play it on my PS5. That's like, that is my, my pie in the sky, wildest hope, unlikely to happen, but I want it. I think everybody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards compatibility is big uh, for both consoles and just being able to play the oh, play play any game on them is always the best but even like because like there are games that like had remasters like on the 360 and the ps3 like silent hill but those remasters were broken and like the fog and Mm. it made the games like weird and like not as good but i want to just be able to pop in those discs and play them like even stuff like that so it would be great um but that's my wild hope uh but i guess we'll see uh or we'll have seen depending on when you're listening to this or we'll be seeing while you're listening because you have a really weird brain and can listen to a playstation 5 reveal and a podcast Mm -hmm. predicting what might happen at the playstation 5 reveal at the same time um yeah but you know nick if you're able to do that you're not crazy you're just talented you just you just have a really (laughs) specific talent and you know what else isn't crazy nick what what this week's song pick of the week Go for it. This Love Isn't Crazy by Carly <laughs> Ray Jepsen. We finally did it. We finally got here. It was a long walk. It took us eight episodes. Uh, there were two mm-hmm. potential slots for her to fill where where she just didn't get in. But we were finally here with not just any Carly Ray Jepsen track, but one of the newest songs from her recently released dedicated side B. Um, so let's let it pause for a second and let's just get ready to dance and just Feel in love and just be great. Um, so. Oh, 
Oh god, that that song slaps. I don't know. Uh, so we we talked about how you didn't want to do like a video pick of the week because the world's shit, and and, and that's yeah. something I, I totally respect. And we, we've kind of talked about what people can be doing to kind of deal with the realities of these situations. But for me, music is always a helpful coping mechanism and and a healthy healthy escape and a way to kind of keep my head level. And you know, sometimes that means it's metal music. Sometimes it's sad indie rock. Sometimes that means it's just a hell of an opening pop song from Miss Carly Bay Jepsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think <laughs> this "Love Isn't Crazy" is probably the strongest opening to any of the releases she's put out, besides "Emotion," uh, which opens with the song "Run Away with Me." Uh, it's just triumphant. It's anthemic. It's it's booming. I can't believe this was a B side and not on the original album. I would say. The album as a whole, you know, it's just as good. And in some cases, like this track, maybe even better than some of the songs on the original Dedicated, which came out last year. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Nick, uh, I don't want to say you're crazy for this song, but you don't hate it. Like, are you just kind of indifferent? Do you, but what, what are your right, thoughts? Right in the middle. You're right I'm in the middle. Right, right, right in the middle. middle. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a cool song. I didn't have any, any, any feelings one way or the other, but... Uh, I mean, I've never been, uh, this is going to come as a shock and probably break a lot of people's hearts. I've never been a big Carly Rae Jepsen fan, uh, but I respect, I respect her music. It's, it's, a, she's had some, some good songs on, on the radio that I could jam to, but name one, yeah, no, name just, one, uh, call me maybe name another. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. That's uh, as far as I could get yep. just knowing names of songs. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Everybody listen listen to that album, uh, and you know we'll get through this next week. Uh, you know it, we will. I don't think things are going to get any easier out there in the world, uh, but we can mm-hmm. only do what we can, and we'll be back probably to post mortem the reveals and talk about anything else that's going on in our lives. Um, so Nick, why don't yep. you uh, take us out? Yes, that is episode eight, which is crazy because we've, we've done eight episodes of these so far. That's insane. Uh, figuring it out with Kian and Nick. Uh, thank you for listening uh, and making it this far in the episode. If you uh, have enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, wherever it is you use to listen to this show and all your other favorite podcasts. Uh, if you're able to leave a review or a comment or whatever it is on that platform for a show, definitely do so. Let us know what you think. We're always open to feedback and curious what everyone who listens to the show thinks about it. So let us know. Uh, also, those reviews help with like the fun iTunes and Spotify. The and algorithm. Algorithms. We live in an algorithm world these days. It's weird. Uh, but if you, if you like the show and you want more people to listen to it, that is how, that is the number one way. The number two way, which ties with number one, actually, uh, is to, to tell a friend. So tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Let them know about the show. Also say hi. Ask them how they're doing. Yeah, and also Always encourage them to share doing. the show with their friends. Yes. There's a multi-level marketing scheme now. Yes. <laughs> but also check in on your friends, all joking aside. Yes. Uh, Always check in on your friends. And then let them know about the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, every, everything we talk about, uh, all these episodes and whatnot, are linked over at figureitoutcast.com. It's where you can find show notes uh, if you're ever looking for them. Uh, and also just other episodes if you're curious what else uh, we talk about on the show um if you want to connect with us we're figure it out cast on twitter and instagram uh you can email us at show at figure it out cast.com if you have any questions feedback whatever it is send, send us an email we'll we'll answer it either in person on the show or just with a written response you can also leave us um, a voicemail via anchor 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I always forget about that. So you can leave I. a voicemail via Anchor. You can appear on the show without being mm-hmm. Renzo. Yes. <laughs> um, Kian, is there any uh, – would you like to share where people can find you on the internet? Sure. Uh, so just like you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, just a heads up, I'm on a Twitter vacation right now. I haven't been on Twitter in like over a week or so. Probably going to take another week at least off. Uh, I think especially with the way the world's been, it's just been kind of a lot. Um but I'm the Kian Rice on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Smule, the karaoke app. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's spelled T-H-E-C-I-A-N-R-I-C-E. I do have to rethink what my first TikTok will be because I was scrolling through the For You page and somebody else beat me to it. Uh, for context, oh, no. it was a spin on the Choose Your Fighter meme about mental health for Mental Health Awareness Month. And I said, well, guess I'm not doing that one anymore. Uh, so I'm still trying to figure out what my first TikTok will be. I believe in you. Um, if you would like to find me on the internet, I am at Nick underscore Mudry on Twitter and Instagram. That's N-I-C-K underscore M-U-D-R-Y. Also on Twitch. I streamed on Twitch the other day, actually. That was kind of fun. What were you streaming? Uh, if you, I was streaming some Destiny. Shocker. you could expect. <laughs> <laughs> the only game I've played. <laughs> Uh, in the past week uh yeah you can catch me on twitch i'm it's nick mudry i-t-s-n-i-c-k-m-u-d-r-y over on twitch give me a follow uh i don't really have a set schedule but i want to figure one out but also times are weird so who knows uh but give me a follow i stream every once in a while so guess what's got some good 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 destiny content maybe i'll finally hook my xbox back up and play some rock band again uh because i want to play rock band uh and if i do it'll be on twitch so definitely check it out there uh other than that thank you for listening uh to show this episode all the all the other episodes we'll be back next thursday probably with our recap of the playstation event and how great or bad our predictions were uh but uh other than that thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week bye